0: Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. And this new plan will crush the Justice League once and for all. But more importantly, it's time to draw names for Secret Santa. It's team building, people. Welcome
1: everybody to a brand new episode of the Heck Yeah Comics Podcast. Heck Yeah! I'm David Zader. With me, as always, is Nick Sharemuksness. Fantastic! Welcome to the show, Nick. Mm-hmm. Thank you, David. Welcome yourself.
2: Oh, Thank you. And well, so you're you're the one that hit the play button, so I mean.
1: And and well, welcome listeners—the ones that we hit the play button for. Yes. You're the reason we're all here.
2: Thank you for listening. I'll say that again at the end of the show. Well, yeah. don't, I think they deserve two, David.
1: Uh, I think they deserve, like, we should just not talk about comics the whole show and just sit here thanking them.
2: Yes, I think that they would appreciate that. Because they want, I mean, who doesn't want to hear, like, self-flagellation or self-whatever, you know? <laughs> so, like, they just can keep listening, and you know, until the end. I don't really know where I'm going with that. Yeah, That's I don't nuts.
1: know. You just, you totally derailed there.
2: I did. I did. It was a good joke. We had a good time, and then I ruined it.
1: What's new? But I, yeah. I I do have to say something to the readers, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, readers, don't listen to this podcast.
2: Oh, yeah. Don't this do it. This is not the podcast that you want to be listening to.
1: Don't do it. For uh, the
2: safety of the universe. The
1: whole, all of the universes, not just ours.
2: All the universes that are connected to all the podcasts and all of creation.
1: Yes, by listening to this podcast, you will unleash a monster into the other podcasts. Yes, but it's and too you late. You don't want that. It's too late. You at already hit the play button. Point,
2: yeah, that's true. And that's you're what.
1: That's what I don't get. Could I have stopped reading the book halfway through and saved the universe? They never told me that.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you already opened the, the first page, aren't we? Do like at this point, you know? I don't know.
1: But what what madness could we possibly be talking about here with our ramblings on?
2: We're clearly making this up. It's all original.
1: <laughs> oh, I, if only it was. But we're talking about the multiversity.
2: Multiversity.
1: The long-awaited Grant Morrison multiversity DC Comics extravaganza. Extravaganza. We're calling it an extravaganza.
2: And when we say long-awaited, I mean, I'm pretty sure this has basically been talked about since the end of 52, the 52 weekly series. Yes. Back it's... when Infinite Crisis wrapped up, yeah. slash, well, I guess 152 wrapped up.
1: Not, not the end of the 52, like a weird future date when the the whole 52 thing ends, and then when we, they stop we get,
2: calling it the new 52,
1: we get caught in like a weird time hole, and uh, Grant Morrison gets sent back in time. Yes. <laughs> really, you're just gonna give me a yes on that?
2: Well I felt like what you said was suffice, and yes sums it all up
1: all right but anyway the multiversity came out this month we've been talking about this since we started the show i'm pretty sure and we now have it in our hands and i have to say it was a really good read there's a, so much going on here that i i and there's so much we don't know yet that i feel like it would be really hard for us to try and summarize it the quick version is something is trying to destroy all of the universes within the dc uh what do they call it world rainbow or, or something or well uh thunderer oh. called it a,
2: a a world rainbow but oh, right. i like think it's like the orory or orory of worlds
1: orory of worlds that that the dc i don't want to say universe i guess universe in a way would be a good word for it it's the whole yeah. it's the whole of, of the of the dc universe it's the
2: multiverse right it's the multiverse that's why didn't
1: i say the multiverse <laughs>
2: um it, let's it, just be it, honest how cool was that ad at the before the very first page for, for bojack horseman <laughs> right let's just, let's just if we're gonna start let's start at the beginning because <laughs> i'm just like i'm literally like uh I was okay. I was on my break at work, and I was was like, "Oh man, multiversity!" And like, I flip open, yeah, and
1: and it's like, I I just like, oh, something to almost take you out of the book (laughs) immediately. (laughs) It took me like,
2: I I spent like thirty seconds staring at, just like, oh, BoJack Horseman, (laughs) okay, Will Arnett, Amy Sedaris, Alison Brie, Aaron Paul, like, like, oh, it's on Netflix. That'll be cool. Now, which which
1: which Earth number is BoJack Horseman (laughs) part of? That's what I was confused.
2: He's like Earth. Fifty, Earth fifty, Earth fifty-two. He's Earth fifty-three. <laughs> it's, it's been it's it's he's, been unmoored He's the, the he's the,
1: the out he's family. the outlier planet yeah. that we don't really talk about. Doesn't get invited to Christmas. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's
2: just, know, it was just like a really funny thing to open up to. There. Oh, yeah all oh, the Boy all Jack the DC books,
1: and like you can tell, like Netflix paid a lot of money to be the first ad. Yeah, it's, it's just like really it's weird like time to about do it.
2: To Like sit down and watch a movie and then some like really unintentionally funny like medication ad you know like a viagra ad or something yeah. like play it and then like gets into a serious thing the movie's about like aids or like some really serious subject so you're like oh let me get into this headspace like multiverses evil things like stuff going to hell and then you're just like oh bojack horseman
1: right well i th- for me i think it's more like all right you know i'm gonna sit down and watch schindler's list i press play <laughs> it's like before our feature presentation have you heard of Rob Schneider as the hot girl? And they play that preview just before, yeah. like launching into Nazi Germany.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's,
2: that's exactly what it's like for like, a minute. Cause, yeah,
1: because they pick they pick ads, you know, like uh-huh.
2: movie previews for on like DVD and stuff for like for that particular demographic. That, that you hit it on the, the head right there. That's that's really funny.
1: All right.
2: Bojack Horseman.
1: Which, like, I mean, it fits. Like, if you like comics, you're probably going to like this really weird Netflix series. That makes sense. But it's just really, like, to have this big event book and you open up the page and Bojack Horseman.
2: What I think, on one hand, I want to know, I want to go to the reality that hopefully hasn't been infected yet where they decide to put the ad on the page just after the last page of the book. Uh So you could be like, oh, man, that's really creepy. And like, oh, I'm so weirded out. And like, I just went through this huge like metaphysical read and it's like, oh hey, Bojack Horseman. Bojack,
1: see, that would be kind of a welcome, like, oh bojack horseman that's kinda of you're,
2: you're able to come back to something a bit more grounded, you know, like right. oh yeah. man with a I mean, <laughs> horse head. that 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 I can wrap my head around. Multiversity well, not
1: so much. Well it's 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 premiering in two days. Uh, so we will get our fill of Bojack Horse. <laughs> like I kinda have to watch it now. I, I kinda have to. <laughs>
2: our our listeners want to know what we think of bojack horseman
1: they definitely don't want to know what we think about the multiversity they just want to hear us talk about bojack horseman for another five minutes
2: (laughs) heck yeah bojack Horseman. okay so the multi (laughs) the multiversity starts off like all great comics do with someone scratching their irritated sculpt filled with lice you just said sculpt Scalp. did i say sculpt you
1: said sculpt let the record show
2: David, this isn't the heck this isn't the heck yeah grammar podcast. Well that's how the grammar Oh sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) It's neither that or the pronunciation podcast. Okay,
1: anyway, multiversity, uh something is threatening the multiverse. And the uh the what were they called? The the guys and the who what's that are all dead? The Uh, the
2: heroes that were killed or the weirdo monsters?
1: No, the super judge who's the monitors, the monitors.
2: Oh, yes, the monitors
1: And the monitors are all pretty much wiped out, except for one guy, and he sort of sends out... Well, he sends someone back to send a distress signal to all of the Earths to collect a bunch of heroes to fight the uh, the impending doom of the multiverse and put a stop to it.
2: Yes, that is definitely the simplified version of what we read.
1: Right, well... I think it's. And I, like I we think, could sit here for a long time recapping everything that happened. I mean, it's it's, it's a it's a big book.
2: It is, and and it, you know, it's what was it four ninety nine? If you know, for your five dollars, it's 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 a, it's a it's a hefty guy.
1: It is. You, know? you get a lot of bang for your buck.
2: You can really you can work out with this thing, do some
1: curls. Anyway.
2: Anyway, uh, I love the, the on the cover where it's like cosmic neighborhood watch. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, like when I. Uh, this was a few years ago, but, like, Marvel had a book called The Exiles, which was primarily a mutant book that had, like, different alternate reality versions of characters, like, teaming up to fix alternate realities, which, you know, this is similar, like, along those lines. Obviously, this is the Grant Morrison, you know, Mm -hmm. like this, taken to the ninth degree, and all this, like, interrelationship with comic books, and you know, how it it all feeds into each other is, is different. I'm not actually drawing a comparison between the two, besides the the cosmic neighborhood watch idea is 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 great i I just like that 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 term for it
1: yeah it's uh it's it's definitely an interesting book and grant morrison you can tell i I mean i think in everything he does there comes like a love for comics comes through but this is really the epitome of his love for comics because the obscurity of some of the things happening in this book uh, is, is really impressive
2: now point blank do you think this is a book that you'd want to hand to a new reader
1: oh that is a good question
2: because I, I was i was reading on the forums and like there was there was at least one conversation kind of going back and forth about the uh quote-unquote accessibility of the book mm-hmm. and i feel, and, and my personal opinion of course is that i feel like it's a book that is so comic book that I personally wouldn't hand it to a fresh reader. I right. also think that it it definitely is. It's sort of like the I don't know. I think zenith. This is me trying to be lofty with my words. <laughs> I think it's the zenith of uh, Grant Morrison's sort of DC epic. It's it's the, the culmination of it all. Right. So I, I I I've read like I I've never gone gotten through like his whole Justice League or anything, but there's a lot of elements here that played out in Final Crisis. I know that definitely from 52 um, and his Batman work. Well, I think, and, I think
1: even when he was writing action comics, I'm pretty sure that's where president Superman comes from. Yeah. I, th- I don't remember. If he, no, I, th-
2: I think he came from final crisis.
1: No. Well, I mean, yeah, but he, but there was an action comics issue.
2: Oh yeah, there was, there was that, that definitely like he, he did feature in his own issue. Um, but it, it def- I, I feel like, you know, I think when, when and maybe we're we're not giving a new reader enough credit, but
1: no, but it is it is definitely it's a, a
2: lot to take in.
1: Yeah, it's a lot to accept right off the bat. There's there's a lot that that makes this a comics fan, uh, a comic fan's comic, and not not just like the super obscure characters, but just like the crazy stuff going on and a lot of the jokes that come into play later on in the book. Um, like when they go to the the what universe is it? Um, eight. I th- eight. Yeah, when they go to when they go to Earth Eight, and they're they're at Major Comics, uh, and you know they're I mean they're doing all the stuff with all the Marvel characters there. That's, you know, you'd expect like DC is gonna want to kind of poke fun at it, but they really don't. I don't know. That's yeah. I I would not. I would not say if my friend was like, hey, I really want to get into comics. Where's a good place to start? Would not be the multiversity. Yeah, that would be I mean, that would even be like, hey, you know, he's been reading for like a couple years and he's been really into it. And he knows these characters really well now. Okay, here's this big, crazy thing that, you know, this this slightly insane Scottish man did (laughs) that. I don't know. Is outside of continuity yet encapsulates all of continuity of DC.
2: Yeah, and and now, now that I'm thinking about it. on On the other hand, if if you hand it to someone and you just say, "This is a book that in, that primarily involves, you know, f- almost first look alternate reality takes on on characters." Like, yes, there's been previous like Captain Carrot books. You don't necessarily need to read them to to find this captain carrot appealing. Oh, and I love, and
1: I, I didn't know captain carrot and I loved him in this book.
2: Yeah. And and like in president Superman, you know, yeah, yes, he's had two or three other appearances, but you really didn't need to know that going in. Um, you, you might be confused. Like you, you might not have a deeper appreciation for things like what a monitor is, you know, or, um, like the, 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 uh, the use of music in, um, in establishing uh, the yeah, mul- is, the multiverse
1: that is such a grant morrison thing too
2: but like obviously like we i I, kn- I didn't know who the thunderer was and um you know I, I i i immediately gravitated to his character or the lord havoc and the other guys i i know that they are pre-existing characters mm-hmm. um i don't know much about them i didn't feel like i need some more about them beyond this issue yeah um but you know i i and i guess in a sense i i'm honestly retracting what i just said but you know you say if it, if i was handed to someone who i thought could handle like big sci-fi high concept you know then i'd just say just you know go in pretending like you're you're learning about this pre-established history for the first time yeah and they it, might be able to take it
1: yeah it depends on on how willing the person is to just roll with it in in a lot of ways because there are characters that you know when you meet, like the thunderer again i didn't know him and i I didn't feel lost with who he is Mm -hmm. They, they they did a good grant morrison did a good job of giving you just enough information for you to be like okay this is who we're this is the character that we're tracking with this is who we're going with now cool like let's move forward i didn't it didn't feel like okay i need to go look up all of thunderers appearances and read you know read like the three issues he was in in order to get who he is and what's going on mm-hmm. and or like all with captain carrot and i mean aqua woman was pretty straightforward i feel it's, like it's a it female is. aquaman um the music thing you kind of mentioned the music thing yeah i was reading something with grant morrison where he was talking about the end of final crisis uh I, I will admit something here i have not read final crisis part of that is because it is so diverse within the comic world and i and i know a lot of people are very unhappy with the fact that superman sings uh dark side to death spoiler alert and, but grant morrison is still fully in like he, he admits like yeah it's kind of a bizarre concept but that you know i totally stand by that and i'm totally with that love it or hate it it totally happened uh I, and I need to get around to reading it and maybe, you know, maybe I should, maybe that'll give me a deeper appreciation for what's going on in the multiversity.
2: I, I would say at the very least, definitely, uh, pick up final Crisis. Like I said, it's on comiXology right now, you know, mm-hmm. for a limited time for 99 cents an issue. It's, it's like eight or nine issues total. Cause you want to get the Superman beyond tie-ins as well at the very least. Okay. Um, cause they're, they kind of like, they're like bridge issues between a couple of the issues. Um, and i mean i remember when i first wrote final crisis and as far as like the pacing and the flow you, you know i i was i wasn't like super enamored by that but i i have i have an appreciation for what grant morrison does and sometimes i'll just assume uh, that you know just because i don't get it doesn't mean that there isn't something bigger going on here uh, going on than what i can see yeah uh, so i ended up picking those issues up and now i'm you know going to be i actually read part of the first issue today and i think my one big criticism of morrison is that he, he has such great high concepts but sometimes his character work can get lost in the high concept where you start caring more about like the big things instead of like well how does this affect this character how does it get back to the core of the character the emotion the emotions the the, the meat like the whatever like the the heart of the character and it's like no we're going to talk about singing way a virus a death virus kind of thing and which is a great concept but as a whole like the whole story at the end of the day do i care about the characters and as far as multiversity is concerned if i'm thinking of it as a true companion piece to final crisis this does a much much better job right off the bat mm-hmm. getting me invested in some of these individual characters
1: yeah i think that's kind of a hard thing with these comic events in general where they just assume, hey, you know, you know, Iron Man. You're a fan of Iron Man. You're gonna care about Iron Man, so we don't really have to worry about making him much of a character.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think I think that can be,
1: that can be fine.
2: I can under I can understand that approach. Like these characters need no introduction. But I I guess part of my reading experience is I try to approach each new uh, book fresh, you know, as best I can. So it's like I don't necessarily need a recount, you know, a four one one. No, no, I'm not talking about history. a recount. But but I want I want to like kind of dive into his life a little bit before he gets whisked off to some world shattering climactic adventure, you know.
1: And you and you want to feel something for the characters while stuff is happening. Yeah. So if you know something tragic, especially if it's if it's this big book that's going to pull in a lot of characters that you don't necessarily know, and mm-hmm. something tragic happens to one of them. Yeah. you, you want to be able to resonate that and feel that and if you yep. don't it's just kind of like well you know that sucks he lost a hand or his son died and it's going to come back in like six months this is like most terrible villain
2: yeah you just you just want oh, to you
1: want to connect
2: exactly yeah yeah and and, and unfortunately you know, every every writer is different every writer brings a, a different voice to a character like yeah. graham morrison's tony stark wouldn't be the same as Brian Bannister's Tony Stark. Yeah,
1: and I know there, there is a – there's also pressure from, like, the big brass, depending on how much freedom you have with with the property or how much uh, – not freedom. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you've built up enough uh, – I can't think of the word. But basically, you, you have a, a, a good enough reputation that you can kind of do your own thing and they're just going to let you run free. Whereas I feel some of the smaller guys are going to be l- watched a little more closely, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Yeah, you got when you're doing a, a big event like this, you know, you, you are somewhat subject. Not necessarily. I wouldn't say multiversity. It's very much a, a a non-event event. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But yeah, when you're doing something like Original Sin or Infinite Crisis, like you got you, you kind of have to toe the line and you have to insert certain characters that you don't necessarily have a story for just like 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 i felt like rocket raccoon in original sandwich was like hey here's rocket raccoon
1: uh, yeah Can, um, and the internet is just so obsessed with groot right now
2: okay you get a tiny cute looking dancing tree in a pot
1: oh i'm not saying that i don't like groot but it's it just the level of obsession that has exploded is ridiculous like, and now you know it's just with baby off. groot like the groot loops thing you sent me like that was funny and I would have loved totally seeing that in the middle, like out in the wilds of the internet, but she's like, oh, another Groot thing. Hey, uh, about that. Anyway. So
2: so easily jaded, David. That's not what so I'm saying jaded, here. You're jaded, jaded David. Jaded, jaded, David. Oh, it's a tongue twister.
1: Captain Carrot versus Behemoth fight was probably one of my favorite parts of the book. Like, might be my favorite part of the book.
2: The the cartoon physics thing.
1: Yes. Just the willingness to accept that. And the great, the great twist on these Marvel characters, like the American crusader where the USA is like different colors and the rest of the word. It's, oh it's all just so good. It's just so great. And this Dr. Doom Ultron Lord Havoc. Yeah. The Lord Havoc. Uh, it's like Ultron, Thanos, Dr. Doom all rolled into one. Oh man. I'm really excited for the next one. I'm really excited to see where this goes. Me too. Uh,
2: no, I'm, and I, of course I am waiting with bated breath for the Frank quietly issue.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I love, I love the grant Morrison, Frank quietly team up any chance we get it. I was just looking at the little picture for the next one. there. doc fate. They're doing the whole pulp comic thing. Oh, it's so good. Oh,
2: so it's, interestingly enough, uh, I, I'm not too sure about this. The, uh, australian thunderer that's uh that's in the issue but the guy he punches out from the the retaliators Uh universe is actually the thunderer of that world really you know because the the retaliators are basically marvel analogs right they're the avengers yeah and um i I just was like trying to look up thunder to see if this particular thunderer was you know previously established but i I looked at and that's the the guy that came up was the guy that got punched um that's so funny. I think that he's just an alternate version of that.
1: Well, it's funny as he's punching him, he's saying, "This isn't my world." Yeah. Man, uh, and yeah. there's you know
2: they're on Earth eight, and they're saying like we Earth seven. Which if you you know when you see the destruction of Earth seven earlier in the issue, you know some of the characters laying on the ground like there's a Captain America looking guy, so mm-hmm. you know
1: stuff, yeah. stuff, things, and the what and the who's it's.
2: Who's uh, a what's it did yeah. you
1: did you feel like you were being pulled into the book nick because that's what grant morrison what, was talking about what
2: what's, what's the page i'm gonna try and find it real quick but it's it's the part where he's like you know um whose voice is this speaking in your head anyway yeah like, that I'm, part like, was interesting like i'm reading mr stubbs dialogue and you're getting sort of this like rascally monkey voice in your head and then like you're th- I, like, I never really stopped and thought like like, wait a second, like my voice in a, a weird mental metaphysical way changes when you're reading different characters. And Wolverine's yeah. gonna sound different when you're reading to yourself than Iron Man, Mr. Stubbs, whoever, and you're just like, Whose voice is this speaking in your head anyway? Yours? And like the fact that it questioned me, I was like, Oh Yeah, that part
1: was really cool. I, I will give them that part. That was really interesting. I I'm I'm I hope that they do more stuff kind of like that as things go on i'm sure he will there's so much to talk about here i think i think you and i are both giving multiversity a thumbs up if you're listening to this podcast we're going to assume that you know comics to some degree and if that's true then you will probably enjoy multiversity or will appreciate it it's going to be a fun book like you said it's going to be fun to reread a couple times it's going to be fun when the whole thing is out to sit down and read it all together
2: Oh yeah, and see Definitely. the see
1: the threads all kind of really come together. Because when you read like the last issue of these big events, you see the big stuff come together. But when you read it all together at once, it, you're seeing the small stuff that was planted throughout.
2: Mm-hmm. The, you
1: know the threads that really kind of hold it all in place. But uh, what what else what else what else do you want to talk about this week? This is a rare week for me where I actually read pretty much everything I got. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, usually I read like a, a couple books and then a couple go into my to read pile. A couple I read over the weekend. Uh, but first, but this this week there was lots of stuff that I just wanted to dig into.
2: Fair enough. I am um, I, I besides multiversity, I don't think I read anything else that came out today. No, oh, yeah. no, I didn't. Yeah, I you mean, didn't... I, I um, well, I said I read Spider uh, the Spider man books were That's from, from like, last last week. two last two or three weeks. Uh-huh. Um and what i've basically been doing is like i have my stack of unread comics on my desk and like every morning when i'm going to work i just pick up like three or four and put them in my bag and i just make sure i make sure i read those like on my break you know before i come home from work yeah and then it slowly whittles down you know and it's not like oh what do i want to read let me thumb through it and find one and now i can only read one because i waste a lot of time trying to figure out what i want to read It's so alphabetical order grab a few books take them Okay. The rest the rest happens, but yeah. So I read I read the the latest Superior Spider Man issue from a couple weeks ago and Spider Man twenty ninety nine number two. And I will say, because I know that you had some uh, concerns, reservations, what have you, about Spider Man twenty ninety nine the first issue. Um, it, on one hand, it's it's def, I think the second issue is better. Now that you've gone past like the first one, it's like oh, is this a good introduction introductory issue? The second one's like, all right, well, we're into the series now. Like, stuff is happening. Um, it it starts off with sort of just like a, a a typical bank robbery, you know, setting. Though it does have some humorous moments, and mm-hmm. surprisingly, besides that, like it was almost like there because they need to have some spider like Spider Man suit action, but the rest of the issue is actually a lot of character interactions. Hmm. Um, and I, I actually found it really really interesting. It, it you're you're seeing Peter David start to expand the environment around Miguel O'Hara now, and and, mm-hmm. and and you can you can see the pieces getting set up. And as long as you enjoy Pierre David's sort of his sense of humor that 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 permeates all of his books, uh, he's got some great one liners in there. Uh, and as far as Will Sliney the artist goes, he was definitely an artist where I didn't particularly care for what I saw from him on Fearless Defenders. I also thought that given, like, the Mark Brooks covers that, that Fearless Defenders was graced with, it was hard opening up the book and seeing an artist that, like, wasn't necessarily matching the power... You know, so many of the characters in that book were supposed to be, like, these really powerful, you know, iconic female characters, and I felt like Wolfstein's art was too cartoony. mm mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like a complete change. It's almost like he like he, he saw it, looked at that, and was like, all right, you know, his characters are more fully defined in, in Spider Man. Uh the only thing I think is he's doing is he's using like computer rendered settings like background art. Yeah. Like, oh I need a bedroom. I need an empty apartment room. Like I know there are some artists like I think Joe Casada does it and Paula Rivera do it where you can actually render backgrounds in your computer and then draw from that, which is kind of a cool thing. But I feel like the the the, the settings around the character the characters seem more full, but the settings seem really drab and, and basic so i think that but i think he's an artist that we might be talking about a different will Sliney in a couple of years from now hmm. where he's really cut his teeth and really developed his art style so i'm definitely going to keep the book going at least through uh spider-verse and um and then and then we'll see from there but i, I definitely peter Dave is a, car- a writer who i've read enough of his work to trust that he's got uh a, a large enough plan in mind mm-hmm. so. So that's all i really got on that and of course i enjoyed having another dip into the superior spider-man world i've missed that pretentious stuck-up bastard
1: (laughs) but uh, you know we have you as our pretentious stuck-up bastard so i'm not not really missing anything
2: you know but i sometimes i like somehow being able to separate myself from my own ego to read about other egotistical people you know it's tough, but I find a way.
1: That does explain a lot, actually. It does. Oh.
2: Um, but, uh, very briefly on Superior Spider-Man, um, you know, it, it, it reveals details from uh, a previous arc in the, the first Superior Spider-Man series. Uh, it basically establishes that it's, it's Otto Peter, or the, the Superior Spider-Man, who uh it is actually the one assembling the all the alt- alternate Spider-Man together to battle moreland mm-hmm. who they don't really reveal as the villain in this issue though you already know he's coming that he that he that it's him um so i thought that was really cool which makes me curious because they released the solicitations for the second issue of Spider-Verse and it shows it says that you know superior Spider-Man like he is involved but i don't know if it's the superior Spider-Man or an alternate superior Spider-Man who didn't give up you know the role so uh it's cool great artwork you know again i'm very i have a great affection for superior spider-man um and frankly it's somewhat funny because spider-verse was conceived as a superior spider-man story first Mm -hmm. but then marvel editorial kind of insisted like no this this, this needs to be a peter parker story and i was like and now reading this we're like Superior Spider-Man is the one that's, act like, you know, he, he's kind of finding out about the threat, bef- you know, as it's developing and is being proactive about it. It's like, if he was not around, like, everyone would be screwed. Like, like <laughs> yeah. if they were leaving it up to regular Peter Parker. No way would anything screwed. would happen. It would, it would go terribly.
1: Now, you know who I think is going to be the hero in all of this that's going to surprise us all?
2: Superior Spider-Man? No. Who?
1: Bo Jack Horseman.
2: Bojack Horseman, yes, the, the Bojack Horseman, the ultimate reality Spider Man, <laughs> Spider Horse,
1: Spider Horse, holy crap!
2: We just create a new one. You can take it, Marvel.
1: Oh, we just struck gold there, man. Oh man, we just gave it away Dude, for free. Did I? A horse with eight? La- oh no, I guess I already did that. Like that's. Odin's did I tell
2: horse. you the story of Robin?
1: No, but don't. I will oh, We're gonna no. we're gonna keep that tucked away.
2: No wait okay I, I, I don't know it's I mean, no go ahead i don't think anything's gonna come of it so um,
1: um, tell us tell us the tales okay. of velociraptor
2: oh my gosh so i was at boston comic-con and it was it was a statue one one guy had uh, had a, a table and it was a statue of batman fighting a velociraptor Uh huh. so so he uh, anna and i were walking by and he kind of like was like oh and, you know to anna he was like oh who you know who do you think would win and anna's like oh you know batman and he's like great answer and then and then he kind of looked at me and i was like well in in my own you know pretentious you know egotistical way yes I was well like, you yeah, well, when you really consider the uh, the situation <laughs> um uh i was like well you know it would be a crazy fight but an alternative that could happen is that as they're fighting they realize that it's pointless and they actually become friends and then the velociraptor becomes batman's new crime fighting partner and then i was like velocirobin so all i can imagine is this velociraptor in a robin outfit fighting alongside batman or batman riding on a velociraptor or something
1: which uh which one of my favorite one of my favorite sketches to get at cons is batman riding a dinosaur really yeah i think i I mean i think i mean i want to get more i think i only have one floating around somewhere right now
2: (laughs) my favorite thing to do at conventions is to get sketches of this thing that i actually only have one of
1: how dare you Nice. It. No, it, I, it. I always get Batman sketches. Have, I, whenever I get Batman, whenever I get sketches, I, they're always Batman.
2: I always get Star Lord sketches. So fair enough. Star Lord so, sketches. Because I always go into conventions completely unprepared, either <laughs> prepare where I have too many books that are hard to lug around, and I'm not gonna get all of them signed, uh-huh. or I go and it's like I I I to bring an art pad with me, but I have no idea what I want to sketch. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you know what the go-to will be from now on. Robin bojack,
2: <laughs> bojack horseman bojack and Veloc- horseman and velocirobin uh, on, on the on the streets
1: the velocirobin thing reminds me uh and dr mcninja he kind of has a side well he does have a sidekick named gordito which is a, a little mexican boy not little he's like 14 i think at this point uh like and he has you know the 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 six shooters at his size yada 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 his uncle was like this geneticist i think that cloned dinosaurs and uh tamed them so gordito rides around on a velociraptor that they named yoshi (laughs) i like that it's so good so good all right enough about bojack velociraptor that's uh that's what else came out this week oh, I, <laughs> I guess uh the, the the other big thing that i read would be the fade out which i feel like i should talk about since you
2: can talk yeah talk, i i actually picked it up but i i didn't have a chance to read it so, so give me the full one one
1: so we're coming off the the coattails of fatal and this is going to be a much more i don't want to say straightforward it's not going to be straightforward Excuse me. A much less fantastical story from everything that I can, that they've said, which is Mm -hmm. probably a good thing. They don't want to keep up the trend of doing the same crap over and over again, which is funny because they kind of do the same thing over and over again of telling these noir stories. But anyway, Fade Out is the story of Charlie Parrish, a screenwriter in Hollywood. And there's a whole other cast of characters that. They introduce... Actually, on the first on the first page, There's it's a picture of all of the characters that are kind of involved in this first issue. And I'm curious if that's going to continue as we go on. Like, maybe each issue will have a different cast of characters. Uh, or not. It was actually kind of helpful sometimes, because I was like, wait, should, should, am I supposed to know this person? Are they important? And I could kind of, like, flip back. Anyway, it's about this guy, Charlie Parrish, who's entered the wrong place at the wrong time when this girl uh is he finds this girl dead after a crazy night of partying and he you know he's ve- very certain he didn't kill her but he realizes this is a bad place to be and kind of heads out and it, the story's about him trying to remember what happened the night before while the studio that he's working at which is this girl was an actress there but people are now kind of dealing with her death the movie they're working on gets put on hold and then something crazy happens with her with with the whole murder. I don't really want to give too much away on this since it just came out today. Uh but right now it feels like a very straightforward story. There's there's a couple of things that are that are interesting that are not what you would expect by the end of it. Uh knowing knowing Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips there's going to be more than than what we're given in this first issue. Uh unfortunately like it, it was a good it's a good issue mm-hmm. but it's not a great number 1 i would say it's very straightforward and not not to say like i mean it's these guys doing work so it's 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 very very good work but there's there's nothing that's too too out of the ordinary or or too much that we haven't seen before in a noir story and i i mean I, i'm interested to see where it goes because like i said they're going to they're going to twist it there's gonna be avenues this is gonna go down that we're not going to expect. Uh, you know, it's gonna be more than just a simple who done it sort of storyline. Uh, the writing's good though. the The art's good. These guys have it down to a science, and that's not mm-hmm. at all a bad thing. Because there are times wh- by having it down to a science that it allows them to sort of experiment. Is mm-hmm. They know what works, so hey, we're gonna do something a little bit, a little bit different with this panel, and make it work in 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 the grand scheme of everything, and make it still feel like a, a noir story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if if you're if you're a fan of of the noir, check it out. If you didn't want to check out Fatal because it wasn't it wasn't your kind of idea you know the whole occult thing happening this this was probably going to be more based in reality and it's it's going to be a good time you've got you know it's, it's the nineteen it's the 1950s everyone's smoking and yelling and drinking what, what else could you want really what's be
2: like the greatest time in american history right like that that's what, it, that's what it's known for the 50s like, yeah I'm I, just I, I, was being, <laughs> I was joking but i like on the back uh, uh, uh on the back page of the comic it, it you know the fade out number one ed brubaker sean phillips 350 different in canada i just just think that's funny
1: (laughs) that's pretty funny uh there's a there's a cool line uh where is it i don't know like this there's just like there's, there's a cynical feel about this book that appeals to me for some odd reason um no that's not entirely true uh there's there's just some really cool stuff where you you really get the sense that these guys have have taken their time to study up on this time in history, mm-hmm. and and like you said, you know, oh, people know it's as the greatest time. Like I know you were saying that facetiously, but there is this feeling of that was a better time. Everything was so simple. It was so great. Yada yada yada. And they've really looked at no, not every, you know, not everything is great. We're looking at the past with rose-colored glasses. This girl was murdered. Possibly, you know, possibly the studio was involved. It gets kind of hinted at, and he says that they've been they've been doing that since at least the twenties. You know, like th- like the world has always been full of bastards and and backstabbers and all this sort of stuff. It's nothing new to today at all. And I, I just like I just like seeing that kind of stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Let's tear down the Norman Rockwell standard of humanity.
2: It's not that shiny.
1: Just kidding. I enjoy the Norman Rockwell stuff, people. I'm not. I'm it's not. It's a nice bitter ideal. Old man. I'm not yeah. a not a bitter old man yet. Still no, got. A
2: few, you sound like it sometimes. I still got
1: a few years to go.
2: Yeah, you're you're pushing thirty, aren't you?
1: You're older than me.
2: I'm pushing thirty.
1: My sister just turned thirty. That's super weird. Oh, I'm I'm getting so old. Yeah, and I was talking this my. Is... <laughs>
2: the time and place nick don't do it
1: i was talking to my sister on the phone for her birthday she's like yeah it's you know it's kind of weird that i turned 30 but what's even weirder it's thinking how old our parents are now
2: yeah (laughs) that is true and i i don't know know about i don't remember about your parents but i know like at least for me especially my dad like he's a lot older than most dads Mm -hmm. you know for, for for people i know my age he's he's 73 and uh you know, I I get a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, my grandfather's like sixty nine, and I'm like, oh, like how did you manage that?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I. I Your parents everyone's... are on the
2: younger side though, right? They're well, like a in little, 50s but fifties and sixties or.
1: But still, I'm the youngest of, I'm the youngest of three, and I'm twenty five. So my my older brother or my eldest brother is thirty, 32, thirty two, thirty three. It's like thirty something. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a He's great, just my brother He's I'm a I great I'm a great brother. Who really cares about yeah. that? So I mean they've you know that they've gotta be at, at least yeah, I think my, my dad might be just hitting sixty I don't know. I don't think they really yeah. listen to this show. Well, so my, I'm not gonna my, get crap I, for my not brother,
2: knowing. My, my oldest brother is forty five, so
1: Yeah, you've got you've got me on that one.
2: I've got uh, I've got an old family. We're all a bunch of old cronies.
1: Yes, you all are, and yet you end up playing Santa. At family Christmas,
2: yeah, yeah, that was a good time. That was a good time. <sighs> so, memories. So, but, <laughs> so uh,
1: you'd say fade out. Give it a shot. I I would say give it a shot if if the noir thing is is your kind of deal. If you know, I think if you're if you're checking it out, it's something that you already might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it would be a book that I would recommend to new people coming new into noir i'm i am do not know yet i would have to wait until there's a bit more out i mean obviously it's, it's the first issue it's, it's yeah. hard to say that oh yeah i'm gonna recommend an entire series based on the first issue unless it's multiversity uh so, so at at this time if you're if you're into noir if you like it check it out go for it throw there yourself in
2: first and of course trees came out but i, I didn't read it so. yeah i yeah I, a, a trees update i don't
1: yeah i don't know if we want to talk about trees every week because or every week every month because then it'll kind of get stale i say Ooh, that we'll, we'll review it every once in a while we'll come back to it every once in a while it was it was some world it's still some world building going on
2: worldy building
1: mm-hmm. with with of course the hints at it's something greater i don't know i'm curious warren ellis what are you doing
2: you curious bro
1: i'm curious he's piqued my interest anything else you uh i guess we kind of we kind of talked about all our stuff here let's we we
2: we talked about comics let's talk about something else david it's always comics 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 well
1: how about a quiz nick how about a quiz to to break up the monotony
2: yeah you know what i i was thinking of hijacking the quiz again but i didn't i didn't do it so
1: well good because All I think, right,
2: what's what's the threat this time? Just lay it out for me.
1: Well, if you fail uh, to answer three of the following five questions correctly...
2: Do I not get to watch BoJack Horseman? Yeah. Because, no, because you I know how much I want to watch BoJack Horseman. I can't Bojack deprive
1: Horseman. you. I cannot deprive no. you of BoJack Horseman.
2: <laughs> but you can deprive me of all of my family and loved ones while I watch it.
1: Yes. Well, no, see, okay. they're they're going to be tied up in in cartoony antics where they will be crushed by anvils but spring back they will be shot with guns and their face will be covered in black powder uh they'll be run over constantly and 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 spring back from being squished into pancakes uh which may sound fun but they're gonna feel all the pain the whole time it'll be horrible their lives will be agony if you cannot answer three of the following five questions about captain carrot
2: Okay, you didn't even know who Captain Carrot was before Multiversity, and now you're the quiz expert on him?
1: What? No, I just looked up information on him and created a quiz.
2: (sighs) All right, all right, Uh, go for it.
1: All right, what earth is Captain Carrot from?
2: Um, 26?
1: Are you looking this up? I'm not. Is it actually 26? 26.
2: Holy. That, I mean, did they mention it in Multiversity? I don't think they did. I may have just had a mental gleam from that. But, dude, like, I literally was like, I was like, 23, no, that's President Superman, I'm pretty sure. President Superman. And then I was like, and I was just like, I don't know what it would be. I feel like it's not. It's like in my head, I'm like, nah, Captain Carrot's not from, like, the the teen Earths. He's not in, like, the 30s or something. He's got to be somewhere in, like. In the 20s. In, like, the first, you know like yeah in the 20s and i don't know, 26 just came to my mind but it still counts as a right answer
1: originally he was he was earth c before like infinite crisis happened gotcha uh what else was I gonna say i really enjoyed the line in multiversity when he's like oh superman it's so great to see you and uh it's like you know president superman's like we've never met before it's like oh well all humans look the same to me even though they are two obviously different races president superman's black and the superman he met was white you know Mm -hmm. i I just thought that was really funny
2: yeah he's like oh i just i just go by the colors of the costume
1: yeah and just hope i'm right uh what team was slash is captain carrot associated with zoo crew that is correct that's the zoo crew which was my uh 90s rap group
2: was yeah yeah yep. when you were in a band when you were like eight years old
1: yeah well you, you stepping bro i'm
2: not i'm not stepping i'm you know oh that's okay david and the zoo crew
1: david no nah, it was like it was like the dav loves in the zoo crew something like that you know?
2: dav dav loves
1: all right what comic strip does captain carrot write and draw has his alter ego roger rodney rabbit
2: Oh, man, he mentions it in the comic, doesn't he?
1: I don't think he mentions it in Multiversity. He mentions that he's a he's an artist, or he's what a writer. What comic
2: does he draw? Yeah.
1: And
2: it's not Captain Karen the Zoo Crew? No. Is it, um... <sighs> Give me a hint. Is it, like, an animal-themed comic, or is it, like, a regular comic?
1: It's, I mean, it's animal-themed
2: is it like the justice moo moos or something nope the, the league of of justice minded cows or i i don't got i don't got that one
1: it's just a lot of animals the jla just a lot of animals oh my gosh
2: fair enough fair enough all right Am I one of my two you're 2, two for
1: 1 p- this is this is right here.
2: one wow i'm surprised at my knowledge of captain carrot
1: in what book did Captain Carrot first appear?
2: Was it Captain Carrot in the Zoo Crew? Nope. Wait.
1: He appeared as an cancer. insert.
2: In more fun comics.
1: Uh.
2: Okay. What was it?
1: It was the New Teen Titans. Number, Interesting. Number sixteen, to be exact.
2: I probably I would not have, unless I I definitely would have known that.
1: So, do you think it's interesting that they relaunched Sensation Comics, by the way?
2: Yeah, as part of, like, you know, their, like when they did, like, Legend of the Dark Knight and the Superman Avengers, Avengers of Superman, now you've got Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman as hmm. a digital first I haven't read any of them yet. I know yeah. Gail Simone did, like, the first one. And, yeah. I don't know. It's know. interesting.
1: Hey, it's cool. Idea.
2: You know, I, I like that, the, you know, I feel like I, I really applaud DC for the digital first efforts because I feel like they sometimes do some out-of-the-box things or they allow more out-of-the-box things Mm -hmm. that they can test the water first for less of a budget and then you know if if it's it's good enough they
1: can release it yep anyway last question you're two for two here are you ready
2: oh god oh you're right oh man this is the deciding one Uh,
1: i don't think you're gonna get it
2: oh all right go
1: during his time on New Earth, Captain Carrot had a child with which superhero's pet rabbit? Zatanna? Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Shermooksness has, in fact, passed the Captain Carrot quiz.
2: Wow, this is what it feels
1: like? I think this is your second time.
2: I think like the first time was the first time, and then I haven't succeeded since then.
1: And 16 shows. Was, that is a
2: bad batting average. <laughs> that is but yes, terrible. I would be off the team.
1: It is, in fact, Zatanna. Yeah. The, the rabbit's name, or the child's name, was Lucky.
2: Well, I mean, the thing is, if you know like a monochrome of DC there's only so many characters that would actually stay around be around rabbits and a magician is one of them
1: yeah yeah when i was kind of asking that i i realized that if there's anyone that it would be it would probably be zatanna yeah but still you uh good job congratulations Should have this, asked this feels
2: good i think can you can you add in like clapping sound effect in post-production no like like a you know something like that like no you just
1: you just applauded yourself though that that's good enough right no
2: well it's not the real thing
0: well Mm -hmm.
1: tough nerds nerds get over oh
2: hey i feel great now so let's take that feel goodness into the next section
1: (laughs) into the news since you're feeling so good why don't, why don't you tell Is us, soon? huh?
2: Was that too soon?
1: No, why don't you tell us your excitement over the new Rob Liefeld app.
2: Well, as a huge Rob Liefeld fan. Like like I'm saying, I am a huge Rob Liefeld fan.
1: We're losing listeners every time you say that.
2: Huge rob leifeld no, i'm just kidding and no I, one's I'm left not, i'm not you know as, as far as i don't know rob leifeld as a person and i'm certainly not going to disparage his character as far as his art style goes is definitely not aesthetically pleasing to me nope it's also not very anatomically correct but he actually has his fans so I'm surprised that he thinks, or whoever maybe encouraged him to develop the app, which I haven't even actually looked at it yet, it's it's uh, interesting to think that there would be enough people to draw to that kind of app. Unless he just assumes all the people that, he, that all of his critics will also flock to the app, so that at least initially the app will seem productive and then eventually drop off. All right. I don't know.
1: I'm... Uh
2: tell me about it because i haven't really looked into it
1: well in in the sake of for the sake of science i'm going to download the rob liefeld app here on the show live <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna experience this firsthand
2: you can ask rob liefeld questions
1: yeah so the 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 features of this app uh which they really they you know it's 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 something all right anyway Uh, You can look at his art. You can look at his upcoming comics, his upcoming events, his his biography. You can ask him a question. It's an app about Rob Liefeld. There are still no words on whether uh, the pouches are in-app purchases or if you have to earn them somehow. (laughs) I'm sure there will be some option that, that's funny where i can just buy six pouches for uh-huh. like, for like 99 cents
2: they have the video where he's inking hawk and dove while driving that is hilarious if you, uh, if you go to his videos his video tab and check wait, it out are, do you
1: have the app
2: no i'm looking at a picture on cbr oh okay but it, it's there it's... so you'll find it when you when you download it you know what here's the thing Take Rob Liefeld out of the equation, and the idea—it's that still—it's having...
1: it's ridiculous for any artist. I'm just gonna say that.
2: Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the devil's advocate. If it was say an artist we liked, like if... Frank Whiteley, the, the idea that instead of having like your own personal web page, you could have your own app, I think that's actually a kind of a cool idea. Maybe it's overkill, but in theory, it's it's not a bad idea. But it, it is Rob Liefeld.
1: All right, so I have the app. It's a thing. Uh, there, is there nothing under images? No, wait, there's there's a few things under images. These are just pages from comics he's done without the dialogue in them. You've, you've taken literally what could be the only good part of a Rob Liefeld comic away. <laughs> oh.
2: That is rough, but not untrue
1: now you know hey this this page of deathstroke fighting lobo it's not too bad uh mainly because you don't see any feet and uh yeah you know it's a thing
2: it's a thing let's well, see videos you know...
1: here are the videos rob liefeld drawing and driving that crazy rob liefeld uh yeah deadpool is just all over this thing
2: and why not he's one of the most popular characters in the world
1: okay all right i i'm gonna do something ca- kind of weird here because nick you, you need you to doing? see this i'm gonna turn on my camera
2: oh no because the viewers can't the, the viewers <laughs> the listeners can't see this
1: no i know i know hold on
2: okay can okay you... your app hey you got a haircut
1: yeah i shaved all my hair off like I... a while ago all right that okay can weird. you see the picture on the about rob liefeld page
2: is he on a bike
1: he's on a, he's on a bike it's not him working in a studio as you might expect rob liefeld to be doing in a pay uh, you know in a picture about rob liefeld it is him on a bike in like a mountainous area wait nope nope uh he is not on the bike he is he is walking Walk. this bike
2: He is walking the bike He is walking a, the bike it's like one of those pretentious facebook photos like look at what i can do
1: oh man this is so bizarre and i don't i mean kudos on the guy for making so much money people like him i i'm just so confused i'm like in shock right now what is it's the future of the profit? the
2: the the history in the career of rob liefeld is it's a sort of one. is 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 like an issue of multiversity it's there's a lot to admire this is weird actually i don't even know if i'm making the right analogy but it's just there's on one hand like you're almost envious of him like yeah i don't i don't find his artistic style aesthetically pleasing and yet he is to this day you know certainly no longer but at his peak he was the highest paid comics creator in the history of comics
1: there's something very 1990s about him. It, well, he he basically defined
2: the 90s superhero comics. Everyone was aping him. He was raking in all the money. Like his and comics And probably were raking all, the all the, the money. women, let's be honest. And all the and all women. Let's face it. He still has a harem of women like in his basement. Okay. For sure. That I, actually came out. That was a weird weird I'm thing to say I'm
1: Going to delete this app if it will let me. <laughs>
2: it won't. It's I'm infected your phone. Pretty sure
1: it's still like secretly wall- hiding on there
2: the Rob Liefeld app is the villain in multiversity.
1: It's going to be haunting me forever.
2: But... Um, For yeah, all you it's... fans
1: of Rob Liefeld out there,
2: he... he's he got an app. He's got
1: an app. Go. Wait until
2: you guys see the Heck yeah Comics podcast episode. That would be the place to be in like five years.
1: What would that app even be?
2: It would be... It would have our biographies. It would have Uh, links to our episodes Uh, links to our convention appearances that will eventually happen Um, it would have photos of us doing really stupid stuff
1: can have photos of us um, like drawings of us as dinosaurs yes sweet
2: dino david and nickasaurus
1: I like it dino david and nickasaurus gotta make a note of that somewhere
2: Put it Put it in the notes.
1: Put it in the notes. Are you writing it in there?
2: I'm writing it in there.
1: Fantastic. Let's move on to other things. Let's, you know, my, my brain is in a weird place after looking at that app. Let's, let's, <laughs>
2: Everything I knew was a lie. It's, it's
1: in a strange place, if Hopefully you will. Hopefully in a better place. Strange place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A doctor strange <laughs> place. <laughs> So some I news has come out, out of the Doctor it. Strange movie. <laughs> we're moving on. We're forgetting it. <laughs> uh, we're mo- so some news has come out that the Doctor Strange movie that apparently they're just going to skip the origin route. Uh, which
2: reportedly, reportedly,
1: reportedly, yeah, that's that's the current plan is skipping the origin route, which I like. Okay, I like the comic book resources. Then they say Doctor Strange reportedly will skip the origin route. You go over to Bleeding Cool. And they're like, so we know that the new movie won't show the origin for the character. And it's like, D- it, but that isn't confirmed. Like the script's not even done. Yeah. Anyway, reportedly, they are not doing origin, which. Uh, yay, that's a hard thing to do for such so like for lesser known characters. That, Espe- they- especially
2: for Doctor Strange, who I think out of a lot of characters like Guardians, you know, doesn't. With the exception of just showing them, you know, them picking up Peter Quill and then whisking him off to adulthood, Uh like you, this it's not like you see his entire experience. But it's still the
1: origin of the team.
2: It is, but I mean, like they like you only get snippets, uh, you know, almost like just dialogue, kind of telling you about the other characters. And obviously, it's different. It's different with teams than it is with solo characters. Guardians also didn't benefit from having multiple solo solo films leading into one you know, it's not the Avengers. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like with a character like Dr. Strange, who I don't think is necessarily a hard character for the general movie public to swallow. But as far as like starting him in a relatable place, because a lot of times the argument is that he's not relatable enough, you know, starting him in a place where he's, you know, a, a base human, like has regular human experiences. And then his, his, his life journey develops into, you know, Mm-hmm. becoming dr strange is something that i think would have been a good in to take as we developed the character up but i can i can appreciate the desire to want to get to the meat of the story
1: yeah and i and there probably are ways where you have you know 30 minutes in the movie when you've established the conflict you have Stephen strange talking to someone who's like you know before i started all of this i was blah 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 and they do like a quick Here's a couple flashbacks, recap. I was a selfish man, very egotistical, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah, and I think and that's one of the things where I know in like writing classes, they'll they they try to get you to shy away from using flashbacks. As a big fan of Lost, I appreciate, I, I like their use of them. But in, in a movie like this, and I think that this is one thing where uh, one maybe justified criticism of Man of Steel was that it was fairly ADD and like present, flashback, present, flashback. Like they were trying to show you, you know things that were happening in the immediate flashback were kind of referencing things that were going on in the present. Mm-hmm. But a part of me would have just been fine if they just did, his, you know, just gone through his whole life instead of constantly flashing back yeah. between them. So that's something where it's like, all right, if you're going to skip the origin, but then just show it in flashbacks throughout the movie, just sh- show the origin and then, you know, make it a fast origin or something. Yeah, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Do, do, do be creative enough to just, you know, get into the, the juicy bits of the origin and then quickly, you know, and then jump ahead, you know, 10 mm-hmm. years. Batman Beyond, uh, Batman Beyond, Batman Begins, I actually had it on the TV the other day, um, you know, y- yes, technically he is not Batman for like the first like 40 minutes of the movie, but, I mean, like, it's not like they, they spent an entire movie showing him training to be Batman, like, you can montage that shit. Let's, let's montage it.
1: Yeah, and I guess Stephen Strange, his origin isn't isn't as complex. He's probably somebody you could get away with, kind of throwing him into the mix, and even like through a couple like not even showing flashbacks, just a couple lines of dialogue. You have him say who he was before unleashing, you know, the magic inside of him and whatever that means.
2: Yeah, I mean. But I feel like his origin isn't necessarily any more deeper complex than most superheroes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you, you could write Batman's off in like 10 minutes. You could do Spider-Man's in 10 minutes. I'm not saying it'll be the most compelling compelling execution ever. But you you could make an origin movie around Doctor Strange. You know, even if his origin, you know, the the act of him being an arrogant surgeon, damaging his hands, going on the journey, learning from the Ancient One is you know is all established within like in the first you know 30 40 minutes of the movie and then the rest is sort of like in you know the the immediate conflict at least it's there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I, I don't see why they couldn't do that, but I I get that, you know, there's been a ton of origin movies for characters and you just kind of want to jump into the fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, I will say that the two ideas that he, that they present over at bleeding cool I do not like at all. Uh, they one of they suggest is that you do a zero or year zero style dr strange book and you collect it all in like one big volume and sell that to moviegoers as the official prequel to the film so they get their origin or that you have season three of agents of shield deal with the rise of do- steven strange from surgeon to sorcerer mm-hmm. both of those alienate the casual moving going audience a lot and Putting his origin story, expecting me to go watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season 3 uh, will alienate me quite a bit because I'm <laughs> probably not going to do that. I think I, I, I get the idea like they're expanding the universe and that's cool. It's difficult to have a TV show and these movies and all that. And, you know, they're trying to balance it the best they can, but you can get into a lot of trouble tying them too closely together and relying too closely on on uh, you know on the tv show for the movie audience they've done they've done a good job with the, with the movies where they it helps to know you know i mean every they pretty much everyone's seen avengers you know that like you you kind of need to see avengers to get uh iron man 3 and well, not even like really captain america 2 i would say mm-hmm. you know they, they've they been able to keep these movies separate. And so to say that, no, we need to, you know, we would need to tie these things more closely together is really dangerous and a bad idea. And you're going to, you're going to lose people. who like, You're going to have someone say, I'm not going to go watch 12, 12 episodes of this show just to go see this movie. Or I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go pick up this $20 graphic novel just to go see this movie.
2: Yeah, exactly. That that can be, you know, a dangerous game. But it, again, it's kind of like with multiversity. Like, yes, they could, they could have, you know, they're obviously no matter what they do with Doctor Strange, they're not going to omit the fact that he had an origin, mm-hmm. you know. So yes, they could release a, a new origin comic, you know, that a prelude to the movie, but I, I feel like you, could, you know, if the goal, you know, you can write it in a way where even though you're omitting following the origin, you know, in media res as uh, they say, you know, that there'll be the movie will still establish him. And his origins and his roles in some manner, whether it be flashbacks periodically or it just in a line of dialogue, you know, I don't feel like you're gonna have to feel compelled to go back and read more about him. If anything, you will feel compelled in a good way to mm-hmm. go back and learn more about Doctor Strange because he is a straight-up cool character.
1: Yeah, no, he really is great, and he's he's a character that I really like in the Marvel Universe because he lends himself to to very serious stories, but then I see him used in. In more comedic books, really effectively, uh, because mm. of his really his really dry wit, uh, and you know his his overall personality works really well when you want to start having you know him and Deadpool playing off one another. I'm I'm a fan of the character. It's a good guy. Good mm. guy. Uh, other Marvel movie news. They've we're just gonna touch on this briefly because I don't think there's much to talk about. They've released the first look of Paul Rudd as Ant Man's Scott Lang.
2: I mean, it wasn't much to see there. He's wearing a hoodie.
1: And he's, yeah, standing under a bridge. Uh, you could have said this is a new post apocalyptic movie starring Paul Rudd, and the picture would have been just as effective.
2: But how good would a post apocalyptic movie with Paul Rudd actually be?
1: Probably pretty good, actually.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, g- Good on Marvel for trying to because people are still kind of reeling with everything around with ant-man and there's a lot of uncertainty and they're wanting to be very open and kind of involve people in in what's going on to try and calm doubts um this was probably unnecessary and like, if they had shown us paul rudd in a lab or something or mm. paul rudd like in sort of like a street fight with some guys th- which it looks like that happened five minutes before this picture was taken like that would be super cool like that would be like oh man so much speculation so much cool stuff and look at like what they're giving us this is just paul Rudd standing there with a hood on
2: yeah it really doesn't say much but you know i i I know i i've been attempting this especially leading up to guardians but i'm trying to avoid a lot of the big viral big media you know push Mm -hmm. you know advertise marketing push for these things because you ultimately do get a lot in the trailers and it's weird to think that there was a point where, you know, people would go to the movies and most people didn't necessarily have TVs in their homes, but they, you know, would have enough money, you know, five cents or whatever to go see a movie and they'd watch the movie and they didn't know, you know, that Mighty Mouse, you know, they didn't know half the plot of Mighty Mouse before going into a Mighty Mouse movie. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a, a valid attempt, but like, it would be nice to just like not be so not to try to avoid the bombardment of marketing to just go into something as fresh as possible in today's day and age so yeah at least with ant-man it's one of those movies where you know it's rare for me to go to the movies for a movie that i'm not like pre-invested in seeing which i'm obviously invested in seeing ant-man simply because it's a marvel movie but he's not as a character that I'm so clamoring for that I would feel compelled to see every little bit of detail that comes out of the production.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And this is a movie they could very easily show us too much because he's not a very well-known property. Um, I, I honestly thought, and people can argue with me on this all they want, I honestly thought that they, they began showing us a little too much with Guardians of the Galaxy where I had to stop watching all of these previews and TV spots because, you know, I didn't watch anything on Michael Rooker before he was in the movie and I enjoyed him immensely. Yeah. Uh, But I feel like if I had seen Michael Rooker in any of those clips beforehand, it would have detracted from him on the screen. You know, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have been as much of a surprise that I thoroughly enjoyed sort of the same thing with Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner in Avengers. I didn't really see anything about that beforehand, and he really he did great with that character. But if I'd seen all these clips of him as Bruce Banner, I'd be like, oh, no, I've already seen this. Yeah. So, absolutely.
2: And, that, and that's, you know, it's like, especially with, like, say, comedy trailers. And especially with Marvel movies where they're, like, 60% comedy. You know, you, you put all the best jokes because you want to lure people in in the trailers. When he goes to the movie, it's like, oh, well, I've already laughed at that.
1: Right. Yeah it was so interesting i remember when dark knight rises was filming people were complaining about it based on like nothing that we like we barely saw anything you know people were sn- people were sneaking all these photos and people were like going crazy and like complaining about nothing like nothing that they knew at all and just what is like what has happened to us with movies where with these big budget ones where we have to know everything we have to see everything you know, and we're gonna criticize. We're gonna criticize a picture taken with someone's cell phone of like one scene shot for five minutes. You know, with no context and without the rest of the film around it. What is going on, people? What have you done? This is why we cannot have nice things.
2: It yeah, it's that's why I, I generally avoid. You know, I like reading people's viewpoints after something's come out, but I I usually try not to jump in. You know. Mm-hmm. the fear of you know things that are all conjecture and bits and pieces because it's just like oh my gosh it's a barely poorly you know lit photo that you can't really see anything but they've ruined superman's costume forever
1: (sighs) ah people but let's talk about you know let's let's stop trying to be so cynical it's something that i'm pretty excited for here uh dwayne the rock johnson confirms that shazam is happening Shazam, and Shazam, and that he uh has an option. It appears between Shazam or Black Adam. Like, yeah. yeah. What, what? What? Okay. Wow. You you came into this a lot on a lot lower of a point than I thought you were going to. No, Tell me what's no. going on.
2: Tell me. No, it's it's like, I mean, if I was gonna have him play anyone. I don't really know what to have him play. And, he, I mean, he's got the. I don't even know the best way to describe this. He looks closer to Black Adam. Yeah, than he's uh, yeah, he's, just, got, he's got he's like got sure the aesthetic look. And um. So that would be great. It, it's maybe it's just because like most of the rock movies I've seen in the last several years have been like his Disney style kid fare. <laughs> so it's it's hard to imagine him in a villainous role, and he's always almost in entirely played heroic roles in his films so obviously he has the physique you could put a black adam costume on him and be like hey it's the rock is black adam the other thing is and i realize this could be me being like a comic snob like especially when it comes to comics and movies and being that just because it's ridiculous source material but i i want like the actor's actor in the role like someone who can disappear into the role not be like this is the rock playing black adam so on one hand, I actually enjoy The Rock. Like I, he just seems like a, a great guy, and he seems like he just goes out and has a ton of fun with with his with his projects. So that I respect him the highest. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he's got the physique. But as far as the acting will go, and I'm not necessarily expecting Shazam to be the same, you know, gritty fair that like Super uh, Man of Steel was or previous DC movies, but. You know, as far as like a, a real, you know, Black Adam in the comics too, he's he's a very complicated and layered character as far as a, a villain and anti-hero goes. So I'd just be curious how, if he were to play Black Adam, of course, you know, how they would approach him and how he would handle that. And be it me to, to, to pull a, a Heath Ledger and be like, it totally won't work and then have them prove me wrong. So it's one of those things where I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. It's cool that he's involved i'm excited to see what he does but you know i i I don't know i'm trying to get like my cake and eat it too you know well i want someone with the physique that someone like the rock has but with the acting skills of someone like you know heath ledger or tony or or tony stark see see robert Downey jr i thought of him as tony stark first like uh, you get lost in the role you go uh,
1: well okay getting lost in the role that's kind of difficult to to say that he got lost in the role anyway
2: um well he is a role sorry
1: so i think that because the aesthetic that dc is going for is they're going for the the gods like the these big powerful beings which is totally cool you know people keep saying oh dc should just do what marvel did no no you don't want them to do what marvel did because then all people would complain about is that they're doing exactly what marvel did anyway don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now uh so they're trying to go for this aesthetic look where all of their heroes are these big powerful imposing characters and so they're getting guys like jason momoa who may or may not be but probably is playing aquaman or um you know you have henry cavill as a superman you have uh you know the rock playing either one of these characters is this it's just this huge larger than life character. And I think it's it's a totally cool direction to go. The acting may not be the best, but, you know, what are you going to do? I think The Rock, like you said, aesthetically would fit the Black Adam role much better. Uh, however, I think that The Rock would also do a great job playing a 13-year-old kid in a grown man's body character. Where someone who's just having fun with everything... Uh, and you know, kind of has trouble taking things a little too seriously. Like there was a great moment in, uh, Batman and Robin today where, uh, Batman kind of sabotages the watchtower. Shazam. Huh? No, no, no. Well, I'm saying like in Batman and Robin, Batman does something and Shazam yeah. and, and Wonder Woman have to get to the watchtower to try and stop him. And so Shazam says, uh, you know like okay i you know i'll bet i bet yeah, i can beat you there wonder woman and they get there just as like batman's going to apocalypse and it's you know it's kind of this like what the hell you know like what have you done luther letting him go blah 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 etc cetera, etc cetera. and there's this kind of serious like lull of silence and then shazam turns to wonder woman and says i told you i could beat you here like that's the kind of stuff that i love from a shazam type character and i really think that the rock could pull that off and do that
2: yeah that's you know what yeah that, that's true the more i think about it, i if i'm looking for that sort of that that fun loving rock who's just there to have a good time uh shazam personality wise would actually fit him a lot better yeah than just the same sort of moody gruel you know growling rock that we could get like a scorpion king type rock
1: yeah he's got he's got the boyish charm uh
2: that is better. true that I, I could actually get behind
1: yeah, see, see I'm turning you around last time. No, no, week, you got me. So,
2: I I I, did, I wasn't considering that. What, what happened last week?
1: Uh last week there was something that I was kind of complaining about and then you like explained something and I was like, "Yo, oh, I'm coming around to your way of thinking. See now, now I'm I'm doing it for you."
2: Oh, dude, this is we complete each other.
1: Wow. No.
2: No. No, that doesn't work. Awkward. It's not Why well, is it awkward? It's it's endearing in a brotherly love kind of way where people see the comic books Bridge the gap between us.
1: So we have two more news stories we're gonna go through real quick. One that I'd forgotten to post earlier. Uh let's just quickly go through this uh Milo Manara Spider Woman number one character. Oh boy, that's a debacle. Uh, that's certainly an ass there. Nobody can argue with that.
2: that David, that is in fact an ass. Um I don't. Know, do you? Do you got words
1: to say about it first? It's hilarious to me. Is all I really have to say. That Marvel like looked at this, saw that that Spider Woman in this photo has this like oddly formed like like ass that's partially like separated. Her costume is all up in there, and they said yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, we that, want that. That is probably the most tame response that you could give to it. Uh, give, you know given that i'm sure plenty of more pointed people or people have said you know more pointed things about it but it is <laughs> in fact one of those <laughs> pointed yeah given the, the image um it, it really is one of those things like that'll do pig that'll do it, like you it, woke up in the morning you put on some clothes and you said yeah this doesn't look ridiculous at all well it's and, like
1: the, like the whole idea she's climbing on top of this building and now her, now her like she's got the world's biggest wedgie yeah, like, I'm pretty sure she's now one with her costume in ways she didn't expect to be. Well,
2: if you think of it as like a costume made entirely out of like tight fitting yoga material, yoga pant material, then it's not. I mean, th- to that degree, no. That that's ridiculous. That is literally a naked person with red paint on them. <laughs> that uh, exactly is exactly what it is. That's a person with just a very indented butt. Um, it's. It means. It, funny. On one hand, like Marvel's been releasing. Uh, a variety of Milo Manara uh, variant covers for their books for like the last couple of years, and I mean, if you know anything about Milo Manara, you obviously know that he is primarily known for his erotica art. Um, and I see a cover, and I'm just like, all right, well, that's Milo Manara, like it's whatever. And obviously, he's going to gear towards more female characters because I guess they lend themselves better to more appealing erotica i really don't know but obviously no he did do a nightcrawler cover though some people could argue that nightcrawler is a very erotic person okay we're not anyway anyway um but it it is one of those things where if you look at some of his other uh covers that he's done for marvel you know like i'm looking at some that they posted in the cbr article like there's one of medusa that's just like she's Mm kind of Like, standing with her legs open, but in sort of, like, a defiant pose. Good lord, that
1: Milo Minara Nightcrawler poster is terrifying.
2: (laughs) I haven't looked at it in a while. Holy crap. Like, the Psylocke one, like, she's, you know, kind of throwing her butt up in the air. But it's, I wouldn't say it's as bad, you know. uh, uh, Thank you, I will check it out. Um, The Emma Frost one, like, they, they are clearly done with a provocative bend. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's just, where, for all intents and purposes... They were, they, they're burying covers, so people are like, we don't want to pick that off the show. Nine, chances are any prospective female readers aren't even going to see it that might happen to walk into a shop and be like, I've always been curious about Spider-Woman. Oh, hey, here's the regular cover, which is Greg Lamb, which isn't much better. Um, you know, they're, not, they're probably not even going to see this image except for the fact that now it's all over the internet well, and, and being and, criticized. and that's and, uh, Not for yeah. bad reasons
1: you know and now that we're now that i'm looking at again i'm i'm looking at his other covers and stuff i'm realizing entirely why marvel did this and it's so that we would not just us but we as a collective you know comic book nature would would talk about it and guess what there's articles about the new spider woman number one coming out spider woman is now everywhere
2: which is fair because when I, when they first announced the Spider woman book at the woman of Marvel panel of all places, well, actually not. Cause that, that makes sense. Yeah. that makes, sense. <laughs> that makes sense. But, but, but it's more of like, and I actually like, uh, I, I haven't read a lot of Dennis hopeless. Um, I read most of his cable and X-Force run and I actually enjoyed it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has some good ideas and I think he knows how to lay out a scene as far as the writing part goes. Um, so i i would i have zero compunctions about him being the writer of spider woman but the fact that greg land is the artist and if you're trying to create a book that you desperately want female readers to gravitate towards i'm not going to assume that there aren't some females who actually enjoy his artwork but he is not a generally female-friendly artist as far as the fact that for instance i'm just not a big fan of his art style his art style being mostly light boxing magazine photos mm-hmm. um and it's i don't know i i don't like, to, like i guess i don't i i don't know greg land personally so i'm not going to disparage him in that way but i i i don't know how he's lasted this long <laughs> with that art style well, rob liefeld is all i have to say to that but you know what? At the end of the day, at least Rob Liefeld actually draws his comics. Fair, point. Fair and, point. And if you look at earlier Greg Land stuff, like pre cross gen, like he did some work on Nightwing, he actually can draw. Like he actually can draw. Um, but it just, I don't know, something happened during his, uh, his time on uh, the cross gen book Sojourn. And then beyond that, where he's just resorted to. You know, pulling you know too heavily from references, and it makes his artwork look static and overly sens- sensationalized, and it, it you just don't feel like you're w- reading a complete world. So mm-hmm. the fact that he's on, and he feels like this artist at Marvel that they can't I don't think they're I don't think they're necessarily attempting to shake him. You know, I, I feel like he might have dirt on someone. Yeah, I think we've talked Marvel. about this before. I, I I don't know if we've done it on the show, but. It, uh, but yeah Because he tends to be on books Like he did when, when they relaunched Iron Man for Marvel Now you know He was on the Iron Man book which you could consider Especially coming off the Matt Fraction Salvador La Roca run like, As a pretty high profile gig Before that he was on various X-Men books um, And then he went from Iron Man, And then he went to the Mighty Avengers Which I think is a phenomenal book Despite his artwork But it was kind of like he's the artist that gets put On books that obviously marvel is giving them a chance for a reason but they're not necessarily the kind of books where you know the first five comics on a form is going to be man it sucks that this book's gonna get canceled after 12 issues yeah you know like like he's kind of the go-to artist to put on something where his name will draw attention maybe not necessarily in the best of ways but at least it's drawing attention Mm -hmm. and then maybe people will pick up the book regardless um and now like like, speaking of mighty avengers it's being relaunched as captain america and the mighty avengers with you know the falcon camp and Mm. luke ross is taking over the art and uh, i mean i like luke ross i you know and it's just kind of nice like i'm actually even more excited about the book knowing that greg land is not the primary artist i'm just sorry that spider woman which that's being launched out of spider-verse a huge spider-man event you know that it's a, a, a con- the continuing journey of Marvel trying to create as diverse a catalog of books for both genders as possible kind of I, I wish the book wasn't on, on the hot seat I know it's a seat. I wish the book wasn't in everyone's line of sight right now for mm-hmm. this reason whether it be Greg Land or the Milo Menara cover it would be nice if it was just like hey here's a spider woman book with a great writer and a great artist, I'm not talking about Greg Lynn, that you know, that that you're just you know that picking it up that it's going to be an awesome experience, but who who knows really what's going to happen?
1: Yeah. Who knows?
2: But yeah, that is definitely a but. Like <laughs> Back that, to our that, original topic. That, that, is, that is definitely that is a, but. a but. Or an apple.
1: Or a heart. Oh wait, or it's neither heart. of those things. It's
2: not it's a butt. It's a but.
1: It's a but.
2: Yeah, but uh, I mean it's 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 a, it's the most provocative of his Marvel covers thus far. Yeah, you know, and it's not like the other covers weren't like you know, say like Medusa and in Inhuman is a very prominent character. Oh hey, here's a Medusa variant cover. Yeah, um, you know, oh X Men, here's a Rogue cover. Oh whatever, like, but like this is a book that's that is like this is a female this is a prominent female character given being given a prominent marketing push and here's a cover that will definitely definitely not anger anyone oh wait
1: but oh okay you're saying it's angered i was being sarcastic Okay, yeah i was just like i'm waiting i'm waiting
2: (laughs) what are you what are you waiting for what are you what's going
1: to happen uh yeah so it's uh, whew, that's a butt, that is a butt if there's ever been yeah. a butt <laughs> uh, and there's totally, if you think oh, people are just overreacting uh, you can find it without a whole lot of looking, there is a book that uh, Milo Manara did, in erotica book, where a woman on the cover uh, is posed very similarly in a very sexual situation so, yeah, there was definitely some purpose behind this that's that's all i'm gonna say on that let's uh i'm gonna hit one more news story before we wrap up because i don't want that to be the news story that we end (laughs) on Uh, and i'd forgotten about to put it in so i i just threw it into the show notes there If you saw it uh it's ben affleck now i think he has taken an appropriate amount of time to wait to respond to all of the, the the criticism and whatnot um so, I'm just going to kind of read through what he says. Maybe we'll talk about it for a minute before we head out. Uh, and he said, Before I took the role, Warner Brothers gave me a bunch of past reactions to casting and said, Are you sure you want to get into this? This is part and parcel of these movies now. There's a lot of active fans with a lot of opinions. Uh, to me, having been through a certain amount of that, it doesn't really. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I wouldn't have taken the part if I didn't trust my instincts in terms of filmmaking. He goes on and he kind of praises the people working on it. Uh, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't think I could do it. I have the benefit of a lot of that understanding, but also everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's a big part of this international sport. Uh, I think he totally has the right take on this. He's he's coming at it from the the way that he should be, which is, you know, I'm doing this because I think I can do it. If you don't think I can do it, that's on you. You're entitled to your opinion. Instead of arguing with internet nerds, he's saving that for me. Yeah. Thank you, Ben Affleck. Uh,
2: yeah, and, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's a level-headed statement, but it's mm-hmm. it's very true.
1: Yeah, and and this part is not something I think we could talk about for a whole show. Um. ben I and I really love the statement that he says. There are the Greek myths, and these are the American myths. The American myths are these superheroes. People care about them a lot, and it's incumbent on you to do a good job and make it as excellent as you possibly can. At the end of the day, the movie's all that matters. It's a cool statement, but I love what he says that the American myths are these superheroes. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That's so cool. Oh, I have so many thoughts and feelings on that. Warm, tell me them tell warm me them. warm, fuzzy thoughts and feelings <laughs> it's not it's it's just really cool to think about it because they the superheroes are in a lot of these ways these these standards that we want to look up to and with a character like Batman that's you know it's a common man, yes, he has billions of dollars and so he can do these crazy things, but he's still a citizen, he's still a human being with human limitations who looks and says that I can make things better. And, you, you you know, you have other, other characters who find themselves thrust in these situations where they have an opportunity, be it through their superpowers, so they can make things better. But, I mean, that, that, that's saying, like, that's an ideal for us to strive towards. If When we find ourselves in these situations, we use what we have. They may not be superhuman abilities. They could be other things, but we should strive to be like these, you know, to be these sort of mythical characters, these larger-than-life things, where good triumphs over evil because we try. and And because we... You know, we, we don't back down when things get too tough or when we get beaten to the dirt, we just stand back up. That's my quick thoughts on all that. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not cynical and jaded all the time.
2: You are when it comes to the spoiler.
1: We're not talking about that this week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, but we will be bringing up your, your uh, spoiler fixation another day. Another day. Another time. Another day, another podcast complete. Oh yes. wait, recommendations.
1: Recommendations.
2: Just kidding, people. Don't, don't sign up just yet. Don't It has that to recommend dial. something,
1: and Nick has to try to find something to recommend. My recommendation this week is the nineteen ninety four Marvels, which is a it was a four issue limited series written by Kurt Busiek.
2: Let me go on Busiek. Music. music, music. Uh,
1: anyway. Kirk Busiek, but Busiek, I feel Use bad for that guy. Uh, painted by Alex Ross, edited by Marcus McLaurin. Uh, it's part of it was published by Marvel in 1994. The whole idea of it, uh, it takes place between 1939 and 1974, and it is this this ordinary man, um, Phil Sheldon is his name who is a, wait, is that, right? completely, is it, is it Phil Sheldon? Is that the main Phil character? Phil Sheldon, yep. Okay, I just want to make sure. I, there's a lot of names in this article here. Uh, Phil Sheldon is a freelance uh, photojournalist who lives in the Marvel Universe, and he's experiencing it uh, at the very beginning with the fight between the Human Torch and uh, the Submariner all the way through uh events like galactus coming to earth and the fantastic four facing him uh spider-man and the green goblin fighting on the brooklyn bridge with gwen stacy like all these major milestone events and we're getting them from this every man sort of perspective uh, it's a really cool take it's a really cool idea i thoroughly enjoyed it because uh, you know because because all the stories focus on the heroes and here is you know, here is just a guy who lives in this world, and they they handled it perfectly. They did a great job. Uh, Alex Ross art is is beautiful. Always a big fan of Alex Ross, so go read read some Marvels. Get a different perspective on superheroes, and this sort of ties into the American myths thing that I was talking about earlier. Nick, do you have anything to recommend?
2: My recommendation is Marvels. um oh man i don't think i have anything
1: what about like anything you read this week that you want well
2: you know yeah, i was uh on my at my break today i was catching up on the new silver surface series and i found that to be enjoyable you know those books where it's like when you read them you're like i really like this but there's something about them where it's like you forget about them after you put them down mm-hmm. and then you go a while and maybe like the issues pile up and you're just like yeah i'll get to it i'll get to it i'll get to it and this kid's only had a couple of issues piled up um of silver surfer but um i i mean i i read them and i thoroughly enjoyed them it's uh, dan slot and uh mike allred a vi- you know, if you know Mike Allred, if you like his style and what he brings to a book, then you'll definitely dig Silver Surfer. Um, I don't think they're hiding the fact that it has a very Doctor Who vibe, mm-hmm. uh, in so far as him having this sort of human traveling companion that helps you ground all this ridiculous stuff. Excuse me, that they get into, but there there is a real heart and a real charm to this book, um, and the first the first story which involved uh some of Marvel's more headier concepts like the idea that like the universe is this own abstract but technically like human looking con you know, con construct so to speak there's all it also, it, basically it deals with this this um this abstract they call them the abstracts i think uh, um but she's called the never queen and she's the lover of literally the universe mmm um, and uh, this person named Zed uh, cuts out her heart and then uses it to power this essentially it like a, it's like a it's like Las Vegas in space. It's it's just this this thing that's it's a it's a conglomeration a, a glob of like buildings and planets and things all like mashed into one impossible form where you basically go for vacation <laughs> and to get away and do probably really illegal dirty stuff. Right. Um, but and it's being powered by this this abstract concept, this the 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 heart of the Never Queen, and basically Silver Surfer and Don Greenwood, his human companion. This is, this is actually how they meet. Um, she the because the Never Queen is trying to get her heart back. Zed, you know, kind of goes under the guise of like this desperate you know leader of this 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 place trying to get champions to to fight for the, what they call the Impericon to fight the Neverqueen. And he ends up getting Silver Surfer to do it. And what he would do for previous champions is like, he would take one of their loved ones and basically say, like, if you defeat the Neverqueen, like you'll get your family member, your loved one back. Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone so far has died fighting the (laughs) Neverqueen. Um, so when he finds the motivation to get Silver Surfer to do it, Don Greenwood appears and they don't know each other whatsoever. Uh-huh. um so Silver is sort of kind of like uh okay well, well i'm gonna go fight for you anyway but like i don't know who she is <laughs> um and so and then they 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 meet as a result of that um the never queen is saved etc cetera, etc cetera. like it, you know the, the story wraps up in like three issues and then after that they've made their way back to he, he's bringing don back to earth she she's a girl where she's a, she's a twin And her twin sister is the one that kind of goes all over the world and goes on adventures and and just, you know, everything's a new experience. And Dawn's very content to just sort of stay at home, help her father run this inn in Cape Cod and just kind of live her life as quietly and modestly as possible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just literally leading into, all right, well, we're going to send you on this most ridiculous space adventure. Um, But it's just
1: ridiculous space adventures,
2: you know, but it's, you know, it's quirky, it's weird, but it's charming uh it's got fantastic mike allred art uh and you know if you don't quite feel dan slott on spider man um i definitely think he's got a handle on silver surfer's voice and personality very cool yeah check it out
1: i've seen a couple pages of the book pop up on like reddit and stuff and i i really like the artwork on it so i I would not be opposed checking it out thanks uh thanks Thanks for the recommendation. See, look at that. You had it inside of you all along. Oh I I had the power.
2: Uh I got power. Wasn't that from like Power Rangers?
1: Well, I mean it's just an old song.
2: Oh yeah, well I remember it from Power Rangers though. I I know they borrowed it.
1: Anywho, that's gonna do it for us. Uh thank you so much for giving us a listen. I've been David Luzader. That's been Nick Shermookness. You can find the show in various places online. You can check us out at hekiacomics.com. Follow us on Twitter at Hecomics. You can send us an email saying just about anything. Uh, if you you know we're still waiting on someone to explain the ending of the wake to us. Uh, you can email us at hekiacomics.gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Davluz. You can find Nick. uh, Oh, no, I didn't prepare one today. Uh, You can find Nick... Being
2: unprepared somewhere? You can
1: find Nick um, ogling the Spider-Woman Milo Minara cover uh, somewhere, but I'm not going to tell you where. Uh, You probably don't want to see it. It's not (laughs) family-friendly. And I think that's all that I have to promote and whatnot and the who's it. So thank you for listening. Uh, remember that if you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends. And if you hated it, then please tell your enemies. Until next week, provided I survive the Spartan race, we'll see you. Oh, back.
2: yeah. Yeah, you're totally not.
1: Oh, I'm so going to die. Oh, boy. oh Thank you for listening. Until next Bye, time. Bye, guys. Goodbye. The worst episode ever.